Welcome in to another edition here on the Oswegonian Hockey Podcast. Now, episode 18, welcome to the playoffs. We finally made it. The full regular season has come and gone. Thomas Turgeon and Zach Case with you. And Zach, clearly we have a lot to talk about going into a huge weekend for Oswego Hockey. Welcome to it. Thank you, Turgeon. Uh, it's great to be back. Another podcast. I'm back home in Rochester. I get the week off from school this week. Shout out to all the teachers that don't have to uh, go into the classroom. Shout out to all the college kids that still have to take classes. So it's uh, been a nice, enjoyable week back home. Uh, obviously, I missed today's press conference. Uh, I'm glad you were able to go. But other than that, we got plenty to talk about. Obviously, we know who men's hockey will play. And we obviously know that uh, women's hockey is going to head on the road. So a lot to talk about. We'll have quotes from that press conference. And, of course, uh, don't go anywhere, folks. Big episode. Absolutely a big episode, and let's just dive into what we're going to be covering today on or tonight's episode. We'll get into the men's hockey recap. It was definitely an explosive one for men's hockey as they took on Buffalo State and Fredonia. We'll recap how did we get here and the standings for each squad as well as dive right into that press conference that was today for the men's hockey team, and then go into a men's hockey preview to give a little bit of an insight on who they'll be facing in the SUNYAC semifinal. And on the other hand, the women's hockey team, they're also in the semifinal as we'll give a preview for them as they take on Cortland. But let's dive right back into the past. We'll go into the recaps first. A Buffalo State victory last Friday on Pride Night here at the Deb. An eventful one at the beginning of the first period, a 2-2 two two game after the first. Oswego would score the first goal in each time it went Oswego-Buffalo both. And Joe Glamos had a quick response for each of them, but Zach, overall, your thoughts on Friday night? Well, I think the offense overall in the course of the weekend, 16 goals compared to three again. So overall, the offense is clicking for Oswego State, and it's the right time. They're on a win streak now, especially after that Geneseo game. They've been able to put some wins together, especially off the, after that off weekend. Now you come into a game like Buffalo State, you have a different goaltender in that in Liam Gross. Did not see Emil Norman. Of course, he started against Cortland and got the job done. So we, I expect to see him on Saturday. But just looking back at this game, it was a big game. 2-2 after the first period. They opened things up uh, in the second with a 4-2 lead with two goals late in that period. And then two more goals in the third. Of course, Grimshaw coming in out of the rotation. He's been in and out of the lineup all season. And he comes off with a hat trick with an empty netter. Shane Bull and Ryan Dickinson also with one goal and two assists each. Andriaki with three assists. We've been seeing him in and out of the lineup ever since he returned from injury. And of course, 10 different Lakers with points. That's huge. Cal Shell with 17 saves. One thing I want to talk about now that we'll also talk about in this preview is how Buffalo State takes advantage with their lack of opportunities. They scored three goals on 15 shots against Luca Durante in Cortland in that, in that quarterfinal game. They also scored three goals on Cal Shell on, seven, on 20 shots. And he had 17 saves. So two really good goaltenders. Buffalo State, not a lot of chances. But when they do get those opportunities, they make sure that puck's in the back of the net. That's something I talked about in my column. That's something I'm preaching going into this matchup on Saturday. And it showed in the last game versus Buffalo State. And it's going to show come semifinal hockey time. Absolutely. And we'll talk about Buffalo State in just a little bit as they will be the team that Oswego State faces on Saturday night, like Zach mentioned. But a week ago, as of coming up this next Saturday, Oswego wrapped up their regular season, claimed the Suniac regular season title. 
for the first time since 2018 with an, just a dominant performance over Fredonia, a 9 to nothing win. Cal Shell with his second NCAA shutout. And Zach, another hat trick for an Oswego State Laker. Two straight nights, the hats were falling down here at the Deb. Yeah, it was the smarty man, Connor Smart himself with a hat trick, able to get it done in the second period this time. The Lakers made it uh, really their first two goals, 14 seconds apart here in the first period. Drake Semrad also got his first goal as an NCAA Division Three hockey player. Shout out to him to make it 3-0 and then 4-0 after the first period. With, of course, Cahill, I think, also getting a goal. So Fredonia going to a different goaltender in each period. Connor Smart getting the hat trick. Garrett Clegg, the first of his season. I think he got the assist. Uh, it was a tip shot on, I think, Connor Smart's first goal. I can't remember. He didn't get the goal, right? He got the assist on it. Yeah. Yep. So, of course, Clegg in and out of the lineup as, as well. But well, I think one thing to note, we talk about the offense, but then also look at Shell. Second uh, NCAA shutout. Of course, he's playing very solid. I know we're going to dive into the quotes here for the press conference in a little bit. But if you talk to Ed Gozik, one different thing that they have this year is consistent goaltending from one guy. And it's coming from a freshman. It's not coming from Eric Green. It's not coming from Richie Perron, who have been on this team. It's coming from a guy straight out of juniors who's only played in roughly 20 games this season. Now he's diving into his first playoff game on home ice. I'm very excited to see what Cal Shell can do for this team in this late run. And hopefully it pushes into an NCAA tournament run and he can be the difference maker. And, and just really overall, the offense is clicking and the defense is clicking. And when you spend so much time in the offensive zone, you don't have to worry about defense, especially when you have a goaltender like Cal Shell. Absolutely. And one of my takeaways from that matchup, really a final takeaway was you didn't see Fredonia much in the offensive zone and generating many opportunities on Cal Shell that were really great. A Oswego, on the other hand, they threw everything but the kitchen sink at every single Fredonia goaltender they faced. It was just a relentless effort. Nine Lakers with multi-point nights on that night, a nine to nothing win. And obviously shouting out the seniors that are graduating this year. So much congratulations to them. And we wish them best of luck in the upcoming playoff run. We'll dive deeper into the standings now. As the Suniac quarterfinals recap tonight, Oswego was at one, Plattsburgh two, those two teams getting a first round bye. Tonight was Geneseo facing off against Fredonia. Geneseo would get the upper hand in a three to nothing win. Logan Dick with 39 saves in the full 60 minutes, but it just wasn't enough. Fredonia couldn't get the offense going. And then obviously Zach mentioned Buffalo State. In a way, you can say they upset Cortland, but Overall, I think Buffalo State just couldn't get the job done against a couple of teams this season where they probably should have, and they get the job done against Cortland, a 3 to nothing lead going into period three. Cortland got two goals late in the third period to make it a 3-2 game, but they were unable to capitalize to even things up. So, Zach, I don't know if you have really much to add in terms of the standings, but Jassio going up to North Country to face off a tough opponent in Plattsburgh, and then obviously Oswego will have a good hand against Buffalo State with the goaltending of Emil Norman coming back. Yeah, I just think looking at it overall, it's one of those things where, yeah, you could say Corlin, Buffalo State's an upset, it's a four and a five seed. I think SUNY Corlin is the better team. I think there's some people saying, oh, it doesn't matter. It's not an upset. Just looking at one or two places in the standings. Well, you have a goaltender like Luca Durante. You had a starter and Emil Norman who didn't know if we were play- who was who was unable to play in the last two regular season games. And SUNY Cortland's the better team. They beat Oswego State this year. Buffalo State got smoked. And just generally looking at it, 
Uh, and then you look at the the 3-0 victory to Sun Geneseo one. They're coming off a loss to Suni Fredonia. So overall, looking at it, very two tight matchups uh, really in the quarterfinal rounds. I think that's kind of expected. Now diving to semifinals, it's going to be even closer. We know that although there's nine teams in the SUNYAC, all nine could beat the other eight teams any day of the week, any time, any place, anywhere. And we've seen it so far this season. And I'm expecting some big matchups this weekend. I'm really excited. I think Buffalo State's going to be a really good matchup on Saturday. I know we'll dive into it, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than what we expect. And also, don't don't leave Geneseo out of the mix. They're the reigning SUNYAC champions for a reason. They're going to go to Plattsburgh. They, they have a long drive up to Plattsburgh. We thought our drive was long. They got a long haul up to Plattsburgh. And, but they're going to come ready to play. And Chris Schultz is going to have that team ready to go. Steve Moffat's going to have t- his team ready to go. And it's going to be guns a-blazing up at Plattsburgh. And I wish we had separate times for those two semifinal games because I would love to watch Plattsburgh versus Geneseo. I'm very excited for this weekend. I'll never forget this. Uh, actually, it was last semester when Geneseo played Plattsburgh up in Plattsburgh. The last few minutes were absolutely chaotic. Plattsburgh tied it up then would eventually have a power play in overtime, then a penalty shot in overtime, and still couldn't get the job done. And it was a 2-2 tie at the end of the day, but it was just such an exciting game to watch earlier in the year. And that was really when Plattsburgh wasn't that hot to start off, and they weren't really in the swing of things. They pulled out. They got a point against Geneseo in that game, so a huge point. When you look at it now going into the standings, they get that second round by. But overall, you look at it, it's going to be a very close contest between all four of these teams. But before we dive into that, we just want to give a nice little shout out to our media organization and specifically for the latest on-campus news, Oswego Sports Takes, and the latest information on the Oswego State hockey teams. Head over to the Oswegonian Multimedia Department. Each week, the group releases more podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. For more information, head to the Oswegonian podcast page on the Oswegonian website or the Twitter page at Gonian MMD. I got it through. I got through. I tried not to laugh. You made it. You made it. I made it. You, you ridiculous being faces. Being on Zoom today, folks, being on Zoom today, I'm able to do things through the camera that I'm not on able to do in front of Turgeon because he would hit me mid-podcast. Yeah. So I, I can I watch wish. him through the camera. And I know I will not see you till Saturday when I, I know Sally Arena. So if you want to hit me, please feel free to just not in the public eye. All right. Fair enough. But either way, we're going to dive into the press conference. So obviously we will intro each of the quotes that you're about to hear with coach Ed Gosick, Noah Bull and Alex DiCarlo. They will be in the following order and we'll start it off with Noah Bull. He's talking about just how important the home ice advantage is and Obviously, you're competing in one of the better environments in the SUNYAC, and you get that first round by, and we'll send it over to Noah Bull. Yeah, I think it's great. Obviously, we have a really good crowd here. We love playing in front of everyone, so I think it just pushes us a little harder to, to keep competing and uh, just keep playing the way we have been. Um, so, yeah, it's obviously it's really good to be at home here, uh, especially for the first game this next weekend. So, yeah, definitely definitely a good advantage. So. And then, Zach, obviously, we've talked with the guys. We've talked with Coach Ed Gosick. Home ice is home is where the heart is, and Oswego's looking to continue that going into Saturday. Well, after last week, I can tell you the home crowd's into it. It's going to be a gold rush. 
come Saturday night. They're going to be looking for gold all over the banks of Lake Ontario, and I'm sure they're going to find some in the back of the net of the Buffalo Bengals. And so overall, and I'm going to be honest with you, if I'm the Oswego State Lakers, hey, pat yourself on the back. You're the number one seed in the SUNY Conference. No one else on this team has done that yet in their career at Oswego State. Now get to work because the first job's done. Go do the second job. What is that? Win a SUNYAC title. That all starts Saturday night against Buffalo State. Then you're going to prepare for either Plattsburgh State or SUNY Geneseo that is ranked higher than them in the national poll right now. And, of course, if you do that, well, hey, you're dancing into March into the NCAA tournament. So, you know, hats off to these guys. I never thought I'd see the day that we wouldn't be traveling on March 4th or 5th. Uh, Turgeon, senior year, we are not traveling 4th or 5th. I get to ride up the, up the hill into the park. Thank God. And, and do the same old routine I'm used to in the final couple weekends here. So, very excited to be on home ice. Back in the Steve Levy press box, of course, WMYO will have an amazing call per usual with Dom and I. And, of course, Donnie down in the corner. Uh, and, of course, TLP is going to put in an insane production. Uh, but overall, very excited. I think Noah Bowles knows what's on the line here. I know Alex DiCarlo talks about one and done, the pressure and everything like that. They're, they all know what to expect. And, of course, that goes going to have everyone ready to go. Yeah, and you mentioned Alex DiCarlo. And pressure is a lot with this team right now. They're Obviously, they're battling to maintain a healthy roster. And you're the number one seed, and they talk about the pressure is on their backs. And, Clearly, they know that there's no turning back now, and it's either one and done, and they're looking to, as Alex DiCarlo says, play to win. Uh, I mean, I guess, right, because it's one and done, I mean, if you lose. But, I mean, obviously, uh, we're not looking at that. We're trying to play to win here, and obviously you're going to leave it all out there no matter what. So, yeah, see what happens. And then you look at Alex DiCarlo, not really an emotional individual, but – he tells you how it is. It's clear as day with how he wants it, and he's ready to go. I feel like I, I'm really hoping he lights the lamp on Saturday night. He did against Fredonia, and clearly that was a good sight to see. He continues his point streak. Didn't play in Buffalo State, so his streak was still alive. So I'm curious to see if he continues it on Saturday against Buffalo State. He didn't play against Buffalo State on Friday, but he did record a point against them back in December. I don't know. Uh, for Alex DiCarlo, I think the guy's come a long way. Obviously, he started with us our freshman year. He came in. He was one of the few guys coming to that roster that year. And then ever since, obviously, now alternate captain, started becoming a voice. I remember freshman year, one of the guys that rarely talked to one of us, uh, or just in general, like was a very quiet guy in the hallway, someone that didn't really say hi or bye on the way through uh, during interviews. But now, hey, he's a fresh face. He loves talking to us. He's one of the best guys I love to interview. Uh, always can give a solid quote, no matter if they're up 5-0 or if they're trailing to Utica 9-1. to Whatever the score is, the guy gives a really good take and a really good uh, a really good couple of sentences. So overall, very excited to see what he does. Shout out to him. Also leading points back-to-back -back years. I think he led it last year too. So you just look at that guy. Of course, he did out of the lineup sometimes. He got a break on Friday against Buffalo State. He came back, uh, played well against Fredonia, and of course, Saturday night could be his last game in the Laker uniform, so you know he's going to play, and he's definitely played for that, that that win, obviously. And you mentioned play, and head coach Ed Gosick talked about a little bit in this next quote about momentum, and 
currently he's not really focusing on the final outcome or really over the last few games, the final outcome, as he mentions how Geneseo, although it may have not gotten out the way they wanted to with an OT loss, he was very satisfied with how they played. Well, you and certainly want momentum and, and gradually you know, this past weekend, this all season weekend, long, we talked about. about more about how we play and, you know, the level of our game as opposed to the final outcome. Obviously, this past weekend, we needed both. We wanted to play well and we needed the points to, to clinch home ice. So uh, there was pressure on them. But to the, you know, the player's point about practice is we're for believers and just our experience would tell us you, you get to this time of the year and the points that we've been pushing all season long are the same points that are going to be important now. And so, um, you know, Alex, Shaner, and Noah, they all summed it up as each and every week you, you do things the right way with intensity and attention to detail. And, you know, the, since really, I'd say, you know, it wasn't really the loss to Jenny. I'd say it was the loss to Cortland and, in the way in which we played. You know, Jenny, the outcome wasn't what we wanted, but they were, the guys really did everything we wanted. Our special teams were better than theirs. We had more grade eight chances. We had more zone time. We, you know, we had more heavy shifts. Um, we did a lot of things well. Their goalie played extremely well, and we moved on. And as a team and as coaches, we weren't happy with the outcome, but we could accept it because we played the right way. And so there were no regrets. And um, and since then, I think the guys, that was, it wasn't that it was a wake-up call. It was just, okay, we're on the final stretch run here. And as we say all the time, championships aren't, they're won at the end of the year, but it happens during the summer, during August, preseason throughout the year of commitment to weight room, taking care of their bodies, understanding our systems, the individual video, the individual skill sessions, even today, you know, weight room this morning, a good practice this morning, skill session this afternoon for some of the guys. It's, it's just collectively has added up to, we didn't want to coast in, Alex said it best. We, we don't we're playing we don't want to play not to lose we want to play to win we want to be the aggressors we want to be the ones dictating the pace we want to push the pace and we've done that the last four games and Alex summed it up I I don't even know the last time we scored 16 goals on a weekend so um, that's a positive this time of year and you know along with uh, Cal playing well that's and our de defending and distributing the puck, it's, it's the right time of year to, to feel confident in what we're doing. Not cocky. Obviously, the league was, you know, I don't know how it went with basketball, but a big separation between losing one game on the season and, and you know, three or four points separating the top three teams in, in hockey. So it's just, you know, we understand, you know, any given night, you have to bring your A game and you have to get some breaks and execute. Then obviously you look at the playoffs now and Coach Gosick said perfectly, they're not playing not to lose. They want to play to win. 
I feel like that's the most important for this team to move forward. Yeah, definitely. I think you look at Ed Gozik and the rest of the squad. He knows he has a special group this year, and I think they've been able to put it together here as of late. I know when we talked to him in January in the locker rooms and the hallways of Plattsburgh State and the Ronald B. Fieldhouse and the Ice Arena, hey, he's he said it. He's like, this is a bad time for us right now. It's not clicking. It's not working. We're not where we need to be. Even against Potsdam, they barely got out of there with a win. They tied. We would be talking about a completely different Sudiac playoff picture right now. So that's one of those things where he got his team to where they need to be. They played well against Morrisville. They played well against Geneseo, too, on home ice and in Brockport. And, of course, they were able to sling together four wins here at the end of the regular season. So the team is where they need to be heading into the postseason. And then another thing that has been really where it needs to be this season, and it definitely was a question mark going into October, was the goaltending situation. And, Zach, like you mentioned, Coach Ed Gosick very noticed with what the consistency has been with Cal Shell over the season as a whole as a freshman. And he states how he's not completely satisfied with the goals against and goals for, and they're not exactly where they want it to be. But overall, he will be content with how his goaltender has played so far this season. Let's have a listen. Uh, well, we, you know, hey, Kaz did a great job for us in goaltending. I think um, Cal has made timely saves um, throughout, you know, the season and consistency. He's had a few games where maybe he hasn't trucked the puck, you know, tracked the puck well or but for the most part, he's been consistent. Our D, you know, we're a little higher than we would like to be for goals against average. Um, our goals for a little below to where we would like. But, you know, what's most important is right now in the last, you know, three, four games, you know, I'd rather be talking positively now than us having a great start and kind of in survival mode or treading water right now and uh, you know hey anything can happen come Saturday night but based on our our body of work the last four four games five games uh, you know we like the way that we're playing I like the way that we're practicing and there's usually a pretty good correlation between practice you know in the last few games um, going into your next game. As we always say, you're as good as your last game. I know it was a rough night for Donia, but we also did a lot of things well. And Friday night, as much as I thought we were a little off, you know, maybe that was from the weekend off before, um, but hey, they still found a way. You know, we still <laughs> scored seven goals or six goals in an empty netter, but it just, things are going in a positive direction right now. And welcome back. And obviously that final takeaway from Coach Gosick is they may not get done with the best efforts, but they do find a way. Good teams find a way, and they're going to have to find a way going into this weekend to potentially host a SUNYAC championship for quite some time. Well, let's talk about our man, the myth, the measure, uh, Cal Shell. Uh, the guy started out the year on Twitter at the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, development camp. And, of course, now we're sitting here. He's the starting net minor for Oswego State. And if you told me last year when he committed that he would be the starter, I would say, hey, man, put some money on that because you're not wrong. 
I think he's one of the better goaltenders ever walked through the halls of the Verado Campus Center. And I think he's one of the better goaltenders in Sudiac hockey and in Division Three hockey right now. The guy is really good. He can really play well. When he is playing well, there's been some points where he has fought the puck. And Ed Gozik will be the first to admit that. He will also be the first to admit that. But there's been games like going to Utica, going to the odd, and playing in a stadium in a building like that on that teddy bear toss night against one of the best teams in all of hockey. And he fought every puck, but he was able to get them to where they need to be. And to the fact right now that he was able to get them to the point where, yeah, they're the number one seed. They were able to stay in that game, even though they lost to Utica University. And now they're to a point where they're still one of the better teams in the nation. And he could possibly steal a game away when they get into the NCAA tournament if they make it there. I think that's one thing that you look at all four teams left here in the Sudiac. You have Eli Schiller, Matt Patizian. Yeah, uh, Emil Norman, and you have Cal Shell, four of the best goaltenders in all of Sudiac hockey. Of course, Luca Durante, you can put up there too. Uh, even Logan uh, Dick, who plays well, he had some bad games as of late. But you look at all six goaltenders, and I think Ben Gringo said it great. The Sudiac hockey has some really good goaltenders, and we're going to see that in Saturday night's matchup in both matchups. And I think Cal Shell, yeah, hey, shout out to Kaz, though, one of the mans and the myth, the legend. Uh, last season, season before that, coming in, playing for Richie or uh, David Roche uh, back in our freshman year. But coming out of COVID, Kaz was the man. Now Kel Shell comes in, kind of the baton is passed off from one to another. Now we get to see what the freshman could do in playoff hockey. Absolutely. And talking with Coach Ed Gosick this week, he made it rather clear. You can have a really good, skilled team up front. But if you don't have a good goalie behind them as well, it's basically meaning nothing. And clearly we've seen that with the four top teams remaining. And you have Buffalo State. You mentioned Emil Norman. You mentioned Matt Patizian, Eli Schiller, Cal Shell, all of them very good goaltenders in all four of these teams remaining very solid offensive skills. As we move into the preview for Buffalo State, as they'll come to town on Saturday, they come off a win against Cortland here tonight here on this Wednesday night and one of the things that really caught my eyes Buffalo State I feel like they really were able to score at the right moments being two goals early in the first period and the second period the first goal being at 17 seconds into the first period against Cortland Aiden LaValle nang that one and then what would eventually be the game winner scored 30 seconds into the second period by the point leader Nikita Kazarev a guy that, not to tire pump myself, but definitely was watching all year round. Zach, yes. Uh, just to be honest with you, I, I think that's one way to really uh, shun the other team right off the get-go, right out of the locker room. 17 seconds in the first, good way to shut up the home crowd, and uh, 30 seconds into the second, another good way to shut out any momentum from the speech that came in the first intermission. So uh, hats off to the Bengals. Absolutely. And you talk about Emil Norman in this game. He was sensational really 39 saves in total 18 of those being in the third period on the other hand Luca Durante having 12 saves on 15 shots so it's going to be a tough night to end for him only not really being contested much by that Buffalo State offense and when they were able to have their opportunities they were able to put the puck in the back of the net Cortland on the other hand tried to make a last minute resort with their scoring scoring two goals in the final eight minutes the last one being at 1548 into the third, but just couldn't get the job done. And Buffalo State, if you want to say it, I'm not going to say it, but they do pull the upset in a way 
against the Red Dragons on home ice. Well, technically, folks, it is an upset, and I would say it's an upset. I think SUNY Cortland's the better team. I know I've already said it tonight, but overall, looking at it, you have Luca Durante and that Emil Norman at the other end. I think you look at it, both are wiped off, and then you look at Buffalo State. I don't think they score a lot of goals. They're not one of the better teams offensively. Joe, they're they're really a, a two-player team. Cozy yep, Rath, I agree. And Joe Glamos. And you look at Corlin, they got plenty of guys that can put the puck in the back of the net. Uh, shout out to Luca Durante, amazing career. A uh, lot of really good hockey games. He's a really good goaltender, and I think he ended it well. Unfortunately, it's a loss for them and the Red Dragons, and they got to go back to the drawing board ahead of next year. But overall, uh, you can't really hang your head on, on a good season overall. So, Yeah, and you look at overall, this is – Going to be a good matchup. It's I think it's going to go down to the goaltending. I'm sure you agree as well, Zach. Emil Norman, Cal Shell. And obviously you need to shut down Joe Glamos, who had the better hand of Oswego in this most recent matchup in February. He had the first two goals in that first period. And then Nikita Kozarev, a very, very fast team, is what I noticed last time they came here. It was definitely a very, very fast skating team. Not very too physical, but definitely a fast skating team. Nonetheless, puck drop scheduled for seven o'clock on Saturday night. And obviously Zach will be on the call. I'll be in the control room producing hockey night in Oswego that night. Not a big deal. And we'll move across to the other side where the women's hockey team was Zach. Yes. I got Zach. one more point on the men's hockey game. Yes. It's going to be right. really good. Yes. I'll be on the call. Yes. Turge is going to have a really good show on the other side. Uh, but yeah, goaltending is going to be a factor. Both teams have really good net minors, but I think it really comes down to is Oswego state's offense going to show up again. They're averaging 3.8 goals per game. Now after a stellar weekend with 16 goals in the back of the net, hello, how are you? I was running out of goal calls up in the press box Me too. on Saturday. I'm like, what am I going to say? Connor Spark just scored a third one. What do I say besides a hat trick here? We already said it last night. So, uh, hats off to the boys. Very excited to see what they can do on home ice. And, of course, I hope the women's team uh, takes care of business down uh, Interstate 81 and uh, comes home happy and ready to go to Plattsburgh. Or soon to talk. It could be. You never know. We talk about the women's hockey team. They ended the standings with Plattsburgh at one, which wasn't really a shock to anyone. They played very well this season. Corland at two. Oswego at three. Canton holding on to that fourth seat. So, Zach, here we go again. It's Cortland all over again, this time in a different location. We'll be down to Alumni Arena at 3.30 on Saturday. And for me, I'm not great at sports betting, but I'm going to hammer the under in goal scoring this weekend. Both these teams, anytime they collide, it's a low-scoring matchup, and I think it's really going to go down the wire. Well, yeah, you look at goaltending, Lexi Levi, uh, Molly Gorgon, two really good goaltenders, both goaltenders uh, named across the conference. You look at the goaltenders, of course, we can talk about that in the SUNY Can game, really good goaltenders there too. So you look at the final four teams, it comes down to goaltending once again, but it comes down to who's going to be the better team. Last time these two teams met in the playoffs, you and me were in the press box, and it was an overtime winner for SUNY Cortland off a of faceoff. So anything can happen between these two teams. Kind of upset it's a 3.30 start. I think it should be a 7 o'clock puck drop. Uh, we'll see if that gets changed. I wish it was. Uh, but either way, we'll uh, be able to watch it pregame uh, prior to our matchup on home ice, and we'll see if the girls can take care of business. Oswego is 13-2-5 on the road at Alumni Arena. Uh, it's a nice barn to play at. I missed a breakaway goal. Uh, that got saved there freshman year when I was playing back in the day. Uh, so I don't like the place, uh, but overall, uh, I hope the women's team can take care of business. 
I think this is going to be a down the wire. It's very redundant, but this is the way these games have gone. And if I'm Oswego, I'm not letting Cortland dictate the play, which really seemed like what happened in their last matchup here at the Deb and that two nothing loss. But you look at this and it's going to be close. And it's going to be a very, very gritty style of game. Cortland, that's the way they play. And uh, you're going. This is going to be the best matchup in the conference, uh, hands down. I think Plattsburgh, unless Serena Alvarez becomes a superhero, although she already set the record with shutouts in program history, I believe for Canton. Uh, I just don't see Plattsburgh losing to Canton. I I really don't. It's it seems too good to be true. Uh, and if it is the case, and Oswego gets the job done, Oswego will be hosting a Newell final against the four seed, which I just so don't, I just don't finals. see happening. I just Double don't see happening. At the dab. That would be sick. It would be sick, but I just really don't see it happening. Yeah, I, I really be, don't. That would be so exciting for uh, for women's hockey, along with the NYO women's hockey crew, JT and Abramovich, because they, they thought their season was over. And it could be, but if they have a nice result on Saturday and it, it can takes care of business, it'd be nice to see Cameron Barnes come back to Oswego and get to play fight for a conference championship. Fight for a conference championship against their old team and friends. That would be sick. And, and be even happy. better though, you're gonna have an answer for them by before puck drop at seven o'clock. Because so they're definitely know. gonna be playing at three thirty as well. The because you would have a team. long day. You would have a long. I would day. have a very. I'm already having a long. Well, you're gonna day. already have a long day this Saturday. Uh, Shout right. out to the men's I'm, basketball team for hosting. Pack the zeal, and, baby. Gold and La- Can't forget lacrosse back uh, in lacrosse, action as well. Other season in the snow. Gonna, in the snow. It's gonna be exactly gonna gonna one. freeze. The poor there, guy yeah. that running running that camera that weekend. It's Is most it you? likely. One it's most likely gonna, gonna be, be me. you. You're yeah. going to get everything okay. done for hockey, and then you're going to hop get... on the – are you going on the roof? You're not going on the yeah, roof. Probably. Right? I don't know. We'll but figure it out. Just go for the press box. No probably. Probably. Either way, we'll figure Good it luck. out. But Go get them. It's a 3.30 puck drop down at Alumni Arena. Lakers, Red Dragons, it's going to be a good one. And we'll transition into the national spotlight now. The men's hockey team going up one spot after their dominant performances against the Western New York Swing, and they go up one into the 14th seed, which nothing really doing there. Women's hockey, on the hand, they didn't get a vote. And uh, Cortland leads the votes at 17. Plattsburgh now at number two. Yes, Zach. Uh, did you see that we only have 10 minutes left? I do see that we only okay. have 10 minutes left. I'll make I'll make it quick. Okay. But, yeah, I really don't have much for the 10 minutes, guys. I really don't have much. For uh, the actual poll itself, Zach, I feel like at this point it really doesn't matter. Yeah, um, I'm good. It doesn't matter. The pairwise is the most important thing, and it's not important until Oswego State loses for me. So, correct. I think Plattsburgh it, is the only team right now that can get in with an at-large bid. Possibly Oswego, if all the cards are right and every number one seed wins. And we all know them. that's never the case. <laughs> it wasn't last year, and it's not going to be this year. So it was it was far really from care. it last year. At this point, I don't think anyone cares. But I I just want a Suniac championship. That's the only thing I want. Well, if you don't have a Suniac championship, you have an Oswegonian Hockey Podcast uh, picks championship. As we're gonna give you, I'm gonna give you the win already because uh, you already got. There's done. only three games left of the season, possibly. So Ten- tentatively. 
But either way, Zach will get the job done. We're not going to do predictions this week. He gets the job done at 35, 12, and 0. We're still not going to cheap seats if you listen to last episode. You and turn sits at because I am the best. Do so I get a victory or a circle? You speech? are not. And you get you get very quick speech. Speech. I I just want to shout out all my supporters at home. Uh, I want to shout out all the boys and girls who uh, won a lot of hockey games this year for me. Uh, And other than that, we're going to cheap seats. We're not not going to cheap seats, please. Turge is in five episodes. Turge is in thirty-one, sixteen, and oh for his uh, picks. So didn't do too well this year, but overall, it's it's been a blast. Uh, we'll have a, at least one more episode, depending on what happens this weekend. Overall, WNYL countdown to face off live at 6.30 on Saturday. WTOP will also be live at 6.30 tentatively, depending on how far the men's basketball broadcast goes over. If not, we will be on as soon as that switch is over. Obviously, follow our social media accounts at Gonian MMD, at Gonian Sports, at WNYL Sports for the radio station at WTOP 10 sports for Turge and sports board company. Yes, Zach. Uh, just my last point uh, before Saturday, I will be on the call for WNYO. So tune in for the boys and everything radio. Uh, and other than that, my uh, cases corner will come out on Friday. So give the column a read. I give a breakdown on what to expect for this matchup on Saturday Other than that, go Lakers, and uh, we'll see you uh, come finals time uh, here in the depth. Overall, that's pretty much all we got. Follow Zach at ZachK6. Follow myself at at Turgeon underscore 30 WTOP. The next episode will be episode 20 and what could be the final episode for Zach and I in our podcast career, or maybe not. You never know. We'll find out. Turgeon, I think we should put out a poll and see if people want to get interviews from either alumni or current players. On I agree. Maybe we can, we maybe should, we'll extend we a little bit. That, we can do that all the way through, you know, and just, we'll extend it through. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll keep her going until we graduate in May. We could we'll see how long we'll, we can make it. We got a couple we, people playing it. We, we got, got some options. ECHL right now. We can make some phone calls. We got some options, we but either options. way, either way, it's going to be an eventful weekend. For us, we go state athletics, hockey, basketball, lacrosse, you name it, we've most likely got it. But for now, this is Zach Case and Thomas Turgeon saying so long and say a lot.